As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. And dip it into the sexy St. Jeff candle. No bus is back. I'm J.E. Skeets here in the Classic Factory alongside me. My two fellow tribe members, two guys who I would love to go on a road trip with after this. <laughs> it's J.D. and it's Trey Kirby. What's up, guys? What's up? What's up? What's up? Did you get that NFT or what? <laughs> I got my hot packs. Good. Don't you worry about good, me. Good, Where good. are we going on our road trip? And who's driving? I. You want to go to Houston, guys? <laughs> yeah. Well, honestly, well, not really. But yeah, same, same, but it we might are. be happening. It yeah. might be happening. Uh, our guy, Eshwa Kid, producing <laughs> Over Yonder. But we are here to recap episode three of Survivor 44, titled A Sneaky Little Snake. <laughs> uh, shout out to the live tribe joining us here on YouTube. Take a second, hit that like button. Make sure you subscribe to No Buffs and to all of our podcast listeners. Help us out. When it comes to the rankings, leave your boys a five-star rating and review. Helps other Survivor fans find this quirky little podcast. But we are right into episode three. We're not doing it in chronological order. Oh, great. No, why not? Good. We're going right to the end. Okay. Because we just saw somebody get voted out. My winner pick in Claire <laughs> get voted out Ouch. all four votes last night because she didn't want to play in any of the challenges. That's how it was presented. Probe sure was still pointing it out left and right every episode. And she goes uh, home with all four votes. Like I said, kudos to her for at least having the right read. She was like, well, the votes are on me. I mm-hmm. guess I'll take my shot in the dark. <laughs> yeah. Let's open up the parchment paper. Not safe. Goodbye. Right. Claire. I mean, this we was We hardly wild. knew you. Yeah. We hardly knew you. Uh, liked Claire a lot. I actually yeah. make my picks. The pool, we'll get to that in C block, but uh, I... The very last second, put put my team together, put Claire in there. Okay. I was tricked. I was. I thought <laughs> she's on to something here. She's on to something with his not pl- not playing in the challenges. She's over there, probably looking for idols. Prob getting info, sharing intel. <laughs> right. I guess that just happened once. I don't know. I just got a vibe that okay, there's something happening here. Probst is constantly calling her out about hey. 
you're, you're sitting out again. <laughs> uh, so I thought it was going somewhere, and it was to the end of this episode, and she got voted out. I mean, I listened to a bit of Prose's, uh podcast this morning, and, um, you know, he's like, they asked, the producers asked him, like, what, wait, wait, you calling her out? Like, what, what's going on here with uh, with calling out Claire because right. she wasn't singing out? He's like, listen, I am, when I'm out there, I'm kind of the voice of the audience sometimes. And sure. so I'm asking the questions that the audience would want to know. And I think that's a fair answer. So, yeah. And I think that if if she sits out three three in a row and, you know, they, they lose – of course, she's already going to have. Target. She's going to be it's a target. Like, you yeah. don't need probes. Probes is—he's just <laughs> pointing out the obvious, right? Like, you you, you agree with that? What that Jeff shouldn't have said anything? Yeah, your thoughts on that? Did he did he plant a seed with I guess the Soka mm. tribe of Claire purposely sitting out every single challenge? <laughs> I thought he was trying to save her. To be quite honest, like you're not playing again. Yeah, that's like that's actually a good. Do you read. understand the point of the show? Because <laughs> yeah, to me, right. she goes down as one of the worst ever. In the history of the show, wow. she did nothing. Yeah, she did nothing, and she said, "What is a big moment you would like to see that didn't make TV?" And it was getting water bottles for her <laughs> tribe because a guy on the other tribe passed out and they got water bottles. She did nothing. She had one moment where she talked to a guy on the sit-out bench, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah. And Smooth. then that person lied about it afterwards and was completely brushed over. Mm-hmm. So there was no harm, no foul. You have to play if you're going to play. Yeah. Millions of people are applying to be on this show. Right. Every single year. And she went out and sat on the bench three straight times. Ridiculous. But, but what if they had never lost and she sat out the whole time? I don't know. Does it look like a genius move all of a sudden? You know, uh, like I I would imagine that Jeff every single time would be like, You're sitting out again? Yeah. yeah. You're sitting yeah. out again? You're sitting out again? Right. It, I don't know. It, it's there a, was bad, a reason. It's, there it, was a reason she got every vote, and it was because she did nothing. I I I agree hundred percent. I'm just there was nothing good strategy. Worst Your strategy was better. Your strategy talking through what she was possibly thinking right. yeah, was yeah. doing more than she actually yeah. did on the show. Like you're giving her credit for knowing she was getting voted out. So did everyone. <laughs> yeah. You're well, right. I mean, right. I gave her I get, kudos just for at least going, well, I might as well play my shot yeah. in the dark because I know the votes are going on right. me. But what we're getting at here is if she had just played in last night's challenge and they still go on to lose mm-hmm. because Matt and Franny can't stop looking at each other and can't figure out the damn puzzle um would she still be there would claire still no. be there i mean yes she would still absolutely yeah. I, yeah matt has a fake idol nobody knows it's fake except for danny right so he's like matt and franny are already a target they're the biggest target sure. on the tribe of course of course they're going home. it's Keep- so weird then like i just like like you're saying, Probst is almost like, you're sitting out again, okay? This is your decision. This is the group's decision. Her answer was always sort of like, it's like a we've collectively come to this agreement. Yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. But, but also she seemed very delighted about, <laughs> yeah. yep, it's me again. <laughs> I'm sitting out and runs over to the bench. Yeah, I know. Like, I know. It's, it is weird because you can't tell me if she's in this challenge last night's episode. She's not like holding them back. No. Help push a, a weird cube in the water. Yeah. You know, maybe get up there and do the thing. Maybe not. Like, right. maybe you're part of the puzzle. Maybe not. That part doesn't matter. Just like, just you not competing for the third time in a row. Once they eventually lost, which they did, Trey's right. It's like, well, we got to get rid of somebody. It's our first time going to travel council. You need whatever reason you can come up with. Let's just go with the person that's never even played. Right. 
Done. It's it's a no-brainer. It's so frustrating, though. It's like, why did she do that? That's I did. I kind of... I mean, Franny had such a, a weak argument saying basically, you know, this is a fixable problem is just making her do the challenges. Mm-hmm. And then, but Josh is sneaky. That's not fixable. It's like, okay, that's sort of, <laughs> I guess it's kind of logical in a sense. But ultimately at this stage in the game is way, way before the merge. You do, Danny is right. You need strength. And all she had to do was literally float by as you <laughs> pun intended you could have in this particular challenge. she's just lying out in she the just water kinda, she just was in it she was just in it looked like she wanted to play and she probably would still be there because there are way bigger targets yeah like then then yeah. then we lost and then she has an actual case well josh is kind of sneaky let's get rid of him and also people rarely get voted out for poor performance I know. in yeah the challenges right it's more so we all went it, through it together and you yeah. didn't again. Right. See ya. You got to go. Yeah. I, I think what's really frustrating about this whole thing, too, is like you're calling her like one of the worst ever how she goes out because she doesn't even play. Fair. Can't argue with that. I actually think she's a decent survivor player. All the other things. I thought she was pretty good. I thought she made compelling cases even at mm-hmm. Tribal Council. She called Josh on his bullshit mm-hmm. where he was like, well, we're really starting to play survivor today. She's like, no. That's not true. Yeah, right. It's our first time here at Tribal Council, but we've been playing Survivor. The idea of like who we're going to vote out, alliances being formed since the minute we've hit the island. Right. You she know, had she no had the mat. Though. She, well, she no. Well, didn't she? Because she got, that, that no, everybody voted for her. Right. But she did have alliances. At least she thought she did. Well, she thought. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> arguing. I know that she got she got voted out. Well, let's but. go through it because. Matt doesn't have his vote heading into this right. tribal council, right? He still does it, and he won't for the next one. And we'll get in through it. We'll go through all the uh, real idols, fake idols, advantages. We'll do like a, a little rundown through a checklist uh, a little bit later. But after they lose, they come back. Danny wants to target Claire because mm-hmm. she hasn't done a single challenge. Right. So that's how it starts, at least in the edit, right? It's like, well, again, we got to get rid of somebody now. Mm-hmm. Our streak is over. So let's just get rid of the person that doesn't compete. Right. Okay. Claire tells Franny. Maybe that we may, you know, they might want to make it uh, an easier vote than that. Franny wants to target Josh because this sneaky thing, this cagey right. thing, which is like, what? Okay. We didn't see it. We haven't seen anything about that. No, but everybody's sneaky on Survivor. Yeah, you can say literally anybody. They just don't want to work with Matt and Franny. Right. So that doesn't make them cagey. That right. makes them kind of smart to me. Yeah. 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 I guess Claire did tell Franny, maybe we should take out Matt. Your quote unquote island boyfriend. Right. She did come up with that. She wanted to come with a go with that. And then Franny's like, no, tar-. it's basically like Danny wants Claire. Claire wants Matt. Franny wants Josh. Right. And then it's like, all right, well, there's five votes going around here. So right. where's it going? Uh, and so Matt and Franny went to Claire and they're like, well, we got to get Heidi if this is going to work. Mm-hmm. I mean, this thing you want to do and maybe the possibility of you staying. Claire goes to Heidi and she's just like very frank with her, I thought. Like, yeah. She's like, you. no. My life is in your hands. You save me or you don't. Because if you go this way, then I guess we have the numbers. Right. And her number one is Danny. And Danny's telling her, let's go uh, Claire. And that's that's the end of it. That's, yeah. It's just, because no we even had a that. talk at the water well where it's Heidi, it was Franny, and it was Danny. Mm-hmm. And they're talking it all out here. And this is where they're making their cases. And yeah. in the end, obviously, they decide, oh, okay, let's just get rid of Claire. Right. And Franny went along with it because she didn't want to go against the numbers. Mm-hmm. Because she knows she's got a target on her back because she's got this little puppy dog right. following her around everywhere. Right. I, not that it's – that sounds worse than it is. I think it's a little bit mutual, but Matt seems a little more head over heels than uh, Franny does. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> I would agree with that. Although she was the one that suggested the road trip. <laughs> That's a good point. Fair. She didn't want to go on a road trip. I think there's definitely there's uh, some they like each other both of them. Oh sure, there's chemistry and some there. flirting and all that. Oh yeah. But I was coming around on your theory on last week's podcast that, oh, is this going to end very badly for Matt? <laughs> in episode two, he said Matt's stock was at an all-time low, and it actually got worse in this one. He doesn't know it because he thinks he has a real idol, but right. now he has a fake idol. Right. But I am worried about, uh, is Franny at some point going to be like, all right, man, I like you too, but we are playing Survivor, and I really <laughs> love a million dollars in the yeah. idea. Is he going to get his heart broken? Listen, man, man we'll see. I don't want to use the word cuck, but I'm going to. <laughs> He's gonna he's gonna give over that fake idol gladly. Glad he's gonna throw it at her. Wow. Go, Franny. <laughs> As he falls on the literal sword. immunity yes. sword. Yes. <laughs> and he's, he's gonna, gonna feel bad then if he gets her eliminated with oh. a fake idol. Whew. Tough stuff. She's oh. gonna try and play it for real. Yeah. He thinks it's real, because why wouldn't he? Oh. Because production gave him a real idol yeah pretty pretty much well, yeah. <laughs> they, they call it fake but it looks identical yeah. even has a paper with it yeah um matt does need franny a lot more than vice versa because yes. he's lost his vote yeah but i agree he looks like somebody who just got out of a relationship who is enjoying the rebound right oh, now. Yeah. yeah yep yep uh well let's go through all this stuff because it, there's already a lot we're a week in mm-hmm. to them out there <laughs> on the island real idols found there's okay. been four okay one already played. That's too. right. Real idols okay. in play. We're down to three because Brandon played his, but now Matthew has it. Okay, because he found it. Mm-hmm. We'll get to that flashback. But Danny, Matthew, and Carolyn have them. Those are the real idols. Fake idols planted by production. Well, it started at three. Three within that bag in the yes. birdcage. Fake idols made by players. That's one now. Right. Because Matthew, very crafty. He made a fake one and then planted it. Fake idols in play. Two. Okay. Hold on. Two, because Matthew. Right. Sorry, Matt. Oh, my God. Oh God, here As we if go. it doesn't make it even more confusing. <laughs> Matt, I meant. Green yes. guy. Guy in love. And Jamie, who right. Matthew planted on her. Okay? Right. You with me? Uh, yeah, I feel And like, then there yeah, are two okay. other fake okay, idols, yeah, yeah, yeah. because Brandon, in theory, still has his fake idol. Yes. And Carolyn has hers. Right. And it never went back in the bag. <laughs> right. And now we know, we didn't know this last week, but there are two separate notes. We didn't know that last time, right? Mm, okay. Yeah. Because we thought it was, here's your idol, and this other thing, it's fake. Yeah. So, yep. But there's actually two notes. Yes, they didn't yes. reveal that last time. And right. it has been confirmed that each tribe's fake idol looks like another tribe's real idol. Yes. Yes. Which, holy moly. So... Just to finish it, Matt doesn't have a vote at the next tribal council. If okay. Soka were it's to go. his last one last that he one. has to serve. Yeah. Sarah has the inheritance advantage. <laughs> right. All right. I forgot about that. And Lauren has an extra vote. We are <laughs> right. one week into this game. <laughs> and an idol's already been played, too. That's... Yeah, yeah. So Hit the gas pedal on Let's Let's talk about the whole Danny part there. And like you said, Matt having what he absolutely believes to be a real idol yes. because of the parchment paper. And it was in the birdcage on top of that. And he found locked, the key to get it. In yes, the locked. Cage. Locked. <laughs> and clearly made by production as well. Yeah. The beautiful fonts. Uh, right. So, for, okay, the Danny part of it all, first off, he eats the one piece of paper. Yeah. Like a gift receipt, right? Mm-hmm. Was it? Was it? Uh, you know, hopefully he doesn't get a stomach cake because uh, no, of a muddy slop pot. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, 
he puts the fake idol back in the birdcage. He rehides the key. Then there's a group search party. He, like, steers, basically, Matt to the area. Right, yeah. He finds it, Matt does, tries yeah. to be sneaky. Uh-huh. But, of course, Danny, like, literally put the key there. Knows you found it, buddy. <laughs> we get the whole, like, dum-dum music, too, on Matt. And, again, the stock, it actually did go down more. Yeah. Uh, and then Danny calls him out in front of Josh, which is an interesting part, I thought. Like, why Danny did that part. Which then Matt just has to come clean to Danny. Yeah, yeah, I got it. And then also to Josh, because he, you know, Danny blew up his spot right, right. in front of him. Right. I guess what I'm getting did Danny do a little too much here, just for the sake of, like, great television? Like, did he go overboard with not only the putting it back and all that, but then, like, making sure he knows that Matt Matt knows that Danny saw him, and then the, including the Josh part? Like, did he just go an extra level too much. It did feel a little like a hat on a hat, right. at, you know, like why not just let him find it and let, he knows that he found it, let him think that he found it and then let, you know, and let, you don't have to, there's already a target there on Matt mm-hmm. because of Franny, right? So there's no reason necessarily to put that extra heat on Matt. And as you say, like his stock is already like lower than low. But then again, it was great. It was fun to watch. I suspect that maybe the three of those guys had maybe discussed a guys alliance at some point or were at, at least thought that there was something between the three of them. Otherwise, why would Danny say that? Blow him up right in front of Josh like that? Yeah, the Josh part, that's a little perplexing. I guess yeah. the part, though, where he would go to Matt and say, hey, man, do you have the idol? You got the idol, don't yeah. you? Like to form the bond, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Possibly with Matt, like, yeah. hey, I know. Now we're tight. You know that information stays with but, me. You got my trust. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just trying to. Maybe. Well, I mean, he was saying Danny was getting frustrated because we're we're looking for this as a group. Like we're all looking for it. So they must have all decided we're looking for this idol. Mm-hmm. So we're doing it as a group. And if we find it, we're going to find it as a group or whatever. And then he just goes, "Oh, the, this guy put it in. I saw him put something in his pants." Which I love because he wasn't even anywhere near him. He just knows that he has it. <laughs> yeah, That's yeah. the greatest thing about it. And of course, it. then goes and tells Heidi, hey, Matt found it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, and it's just like stirring shit, which is great. And his, his logic is, hey, as, if all the heat's off of me, the more heat there's on other people, the less heat there's on me, yeah. which is great. Also, now his idol is totally secret. Totally. Nobody, nobody knows yeah. that there were two idols in the bag, a real one and a fake one. So now if Puppy Dog Matt has an idol, you think... That's the guy who found it. Yeah. Nobody thinks anything about Danny. So I think this was incredibly well played. Yes. Uh, maybe it's a little too early in the season, but uh, basically nobody trusts. I mean, Matt and Franny were on the bottom already. And now the other people that are alongside Danny don't trust them at all because right. he was being sneaky about the idol that he found. Right. So I thought this was great stuff. And I think that this is exactly the way that Survivor wanted it to oh, go yeah. was the way that Danny played it. Yeah, they must have been ecstatic that Danny was the one to find the key originally right. to do the whole birdcage stuff yeah. and like oh he's gonna try it yeah. he'll give it a go here and yeah it was great television back to the part though of this parchment like the real parchment for the real idol that he has Danny mm-hmm. and then pairing it with the fake idol is that is that a bridge too far like in terms of like that dude thinks it's real like that, there's like no way around him not Matt thinking that damn thing is real because right. look at this piece of paper yeah. says as much. Right. That's what's so great about it. That's what I love about it. I love it. So moving forward, you're never going to be able to trust anything you ever find. 
in theory. Like, people watching this that go out and play on the next couple of seasons. After this blows up in his face. Yeah. Well, I think that... Unless he goes to the merge or talks to other people that have done Birdcage idol finds and, like, learns of the fake play and all that, like, and starts going, oh, oh, wow, hold on, did somebody get in there before me? That's what's so great. I know. That's what's so great about it. Is my idol real? I don't know. But he, he does. This, but you don't. Hold on. He doesn't even know to think that right I now. I know. Is the That's thing. what. But if he goes. But it's cool he, for it's cool for oh, us. Yes. But if you're playing, you would be pissed. You think they're tricking you. <laughs> completely tricked. I know. Yeah. It's like it is very much like the shillelagh of time where you said we won. We're safe. Wait, wait a second. Now we're not safe. Yeah. Something but, we've never seen before. But you're being it. It's not product. I, I agree with you that this is how production wanted it to happen, <laughs> but it didn't have to happen this way. Definitely, Danny's yeah. the one that's yeah. that's been, you know, just executed the greatest heist in Survivor history. Maybe like like this is it's amazing. Listening to you break it down, I was I'm just like this is this is Tony Vlacos level. It's shit, just Tony. Man. He's got vibes. This is, of Tony. Uh, and it's and it's amazing, and he pulled it off perfectly. And it's just gonna. This kid is gonna get his heart shattered oh. not only by Franny but by Jeff Probst himself when he tells him, Mm-mm, "This is not real." But Jeff, the paper. <laughs> I'm sorry, this is not a real idol. But there, I also feel like there's no way for him to find out that it's a fake. Yes, idol. there is because when they merge, if so, he gets to the merge, yeah. if he gets to the merge, what if he but, plays it before? <laughs> I'm sorry, Matt, but you might get voted you out. Just got tricked by Jeff. No, you got tricked by Danny. <laughs> it's it's uh. I mean, kind I of. Mean, kind I, of. Like, yes, Danny did it. Danny did it. With I mean, Jeff's handiwork. With Jeff's. Yes, the game. The game makers have produced this diabolical twist, and it's awesome to watch. And is it fair? I think it is fair because it's what the players do with the pieces that they've been given. Oh, I, mean, I go the opposite way. It's not fair, but guess what? None of Survivor. I, well, really there's is. that too. There's so, that too. It's there's like that. who really yeah. cares? And well done by Danny because yeah. we're going to get incredible TV from this. Yeah. I don't know how we couldn't. I mean, either either because he plays it and then his mind is literally blown when Probe says, "Sorry, man, that's an actual fake." Right. And he's like, he is his mind will break on live television, or maybe there is like maybe there's a ship wheel island adventure coming up and maybe he's on it and whatever learns information from other people right and starts piecing it all together the idea that there could be fakes right because his idol which is a fake is actually a real idol to who carolyn right it's the exact same yep basically it looks the same i think they look identical (laughs) (laughs) but one's real one's not right but how does jeff know the difference because he must know the difference. They right? have different color strings on them. Yeah, I guess it would be oh, that. Interesting. It would be that. Wow. What if? Okay, so what if Danny goes next level? Get somehow acquires both of them, swaps the beads. Which one then becomes the real one? Right. I mean, uh, at the end of the day, it's not the idol; it's the parchment. That's that's the problem mm. here. This is it's and it, and it's the same thing with Matthew's fake idol, or yes, Matthew's fake uh, idol that, that Jamie, Jamie has. now has. Yeah. Who? It's a little rinky-dink string of beads. Yep. But she's got the parchment, so she thinks it's real, and she found it naturally. And He made that one, though. I mean... He handcrafted yeah. that fake idol. Right. So he had to go out of his way. He had to be sneaky. He had yeah, to come up with right. the I idea so on that's, his own. This is the part where I mean... Classic yeah. stuff. It's pretty... Yeah. Yeah. Well, I love that yeah. we have both. I yeah. mean, uh, both versions. Um, 
yeah, so that was like foreshadowed with the whole everybody's eating earthworms uh, on the Ratu tribe, the Orange tribe. Great stuff. And then we get Jamie talking about how she's bonding with Matthew. Uh, I guess he's the plant daddy and mm-hmm. she's the uh, plant, plant lady. lady. Plant lady. And then it was weird because then she's, you know, the, the, again, there's a lot of worm talk and then it leads into Matthew going, hey, that's a cool looking mud pit. There must be some great worms in there. She's like, oh, you're probably right. She's just scrabbling <laughs> Down around. to the ground. Hey, and that's, is that mud? And that's where she finds the adult. Now, the way we saw it in the episode, I don't know about you guys, I was like, holy crap, yeah. what the hell? Yeah. Like, it's right there at the water well, tucked away. Yeah. But then, boom, flashback. Matthew, he already went out and found Brandon's idol that was put back in the game. Yeah. And then he did all this crafting and made those beads and stuff like that and put it there. But what do you think about Matthew planting a fake idol on what appears to be one of his allies. Now, she th- she might think that Matthew is much more of a, an alliance right. uh, member than he thinks to her, but right. it, that part's a little... It's like, wouldn't you want it on your... Wouldn't you want the fake on your enemies, so to speak, or someone you yeah. really want to target? But maybe he just doesn't care. Maybe he just doesn't like her as much. He He definitely doesn't seem to like her as much as she likes him, that's for sure. Yeah, he's he's much more cutthroat. I think that's fair. There's no doubt. Yeah. Uh, What do you think about uh, Matthew and his whole fake idol play? I didn't. I'm with you. I didn't understand why you would want your ally to have a fake idol. Makes no sense to me. Yeah. If anything, like he could then tell people that she has one, which puts a target on her back. And then what? You're getting your ally voted out. It doesn't make a lot of sense to me. I I didn't. I guess I didn't realize that they were. Are they number one to each other? Again, I think, like, I think they have nicknames for each other. Yeah, yeah but, but he even that, sort of he sort of joked at the nickname. Yeah, like he even like whatever. Yeah, that's yeah. true. That's so true. it does feel like she thinks Matthew is really tight with her, and yeah. I think he thinks the opposite. Because but. has he? I'm trying to remember. Has he shown an alliance towards anybody else on the tribe? I mean, <laughs> he did the exact opposite when he had he, to make. Oh, a, that's he, right. Oh, he had stain. Yeah. 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 stain. Yeah. So he is trying to do the opposite. I am not with anybody. Maybe that's all part of his plan here. Yeah. I mean, at the beginning of this season, I was very much in on Matthew until he took a tumble off of a cliff, <laughs> and then I was still like, okay, he's going to be able to rely on his wits, but then. Trey, you kind of convinced me last week that now nah, he's maybe a bit of a dumb dumb, and he's not going to make it very far. Now I've I've swung back. You've gone all the way back. Well, that's, yeah, that's the, the roller back. coaster of Survivor. I know. From episode Crazy. to episode. Uh, look, both of these guys, Matthew and and Danny. I mean, huh. they're they're playing they're playing great games right now. It's very early, of course. We can get into that concern of like, you know, playing too hard, too fast, possibly. Possibly, but they both look like smart players, and they're making great television right now with all of this real idols, fake idols, and all of that. I love this stuff way more than ship wheel islands and journeys and shit like that. I it's this yeah. part of it, twenty minutes of just being in the camps, looking for stuff and tricking each other, mm-hmm. and ooh, she thinks she has the idol, but no, she doesn't because I got the idol. Yeah. I, you I prefer like, this than, oh, yeah. than another challenge. Yeah, or, uh, yeah, yeah this is the stuff we've been asking for. <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong. They write, yeah, it feels like the last two episodes have been like the first 20 minutes of the episode are like bouncing around from tribe to tribe. Yeah. A lot of it based around idle stuff and right. the birdcage. Then we go to the big old challenge, which mm-hmm. is an immunity and a reward. And then we get the fallout from that, who's going home. And then it just goes to tribal council for a quick, what feels like five minutes were there. 
So well, you're right. I agree with you. I think this is a good episode. I like these ones where it feels like half the episode is bouncing around from tribe to tribe and seeing the camp life. Yeah. And the talk of the idols right now. Yeah. I thought I thought we had our first sort of longish tribal council. Oh, really? There was some more talk. There was more talk. Jeff Probst pretended he was a gargoyle. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. That's, that's good. That is a good point. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm with the JD. I like that. I mean, basically what they're doing is no different than Shipwheel Island or The Journey or anything like that, but it's at camp now, right. which yeah. is better. Yeah. Right. Um, well, we didn't have a lot from Tika in this one, uh, the Purple Tribe. We got them coming back. I mean, it started the episode because they come back from Tribal Council where Helen goes home last week. Yeah. Carson is pretty pumped about pulling off this Helen blindside. Yes. Um, though he realizes he needs to smooth things over with Sarah. He tries. Mm-hmm. I'm curious whether he thinks he nailed it or not, because she then tells us he's the most dangerous player here right. in this tribe. She's talking about Carson. Calls him a cute little nerd. <laughs> and, uh, you know, she's a little a little concerned. Though she played it well, like, you know. Yeah. She doesn't, much, she doesn't maybe have much choice either. Like, I mean, she sort of almost yeah. has to go back to Carson. What did you think of what, the way Carson handled it, though, talking to her? I mean, it's kind of washed over me because it was sort of the same as all the rest of <laughs> coming back from tribal councils yeah. and like, yeah. hey, uh, what did he say? Like, I don't, uh, it was nothing personal. I know I went behind your back and she's like, well, you know, your word doesn't carry that much weight, as yeah. much weight anymore. Yeah. And he's like, yeah. I get that. And I guess he's playing it cool. He must've read a book on, uh, diplomacy. <laughs> at some Definitely point. read something about this. Don't apologize. Make amends. <laughs> That's right. Um, and she's, uh, you know, she's cautiously getting along with the rest of the tribe as yeah. she says the next day they're laughing having a good time she says laughing is good or whatever she says <laughs> <laughs> laughing is healthy it's fine you know what's not good snoring snoring yeah not jam jam good. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> how would you deal with that that'd be tough I mean that would suck yeah it's that a big really beach suck. though no like Send them down the beach, or you go down the beach. Send them down the oh, beach. Yeah, so put them on the boat and like, send them out into the water. I mean, you can still hear them, man. It's probably eerily quiet yeah. out there. Yeah, you're probably right. But uh, yeah, I don't know. It was a good laugh. They were seemed yeah, to be yeah. uh, good natured about it. I would never vote you out for snoring, says Carolyn. But you know, has anyone ever been voted out for snoring? Or? They said so. Really? They said it like it was a thing. Mm. People have been voted out for snoring. And I 100% would be on board if somebody's like, yeah, this guy snores, keeps us all up at night. <laughs> Get him out of here. Get him out of here. <laughs> Early on, come on, you're freaking out. You just need some sort of a reason. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, I would, I would 100% be in. Isn't it that Shang Wang special where he's talking about <laughs> snoring and how bad it is because you have no idea that you're being a jerk to everybody when you're asleep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then you wake up refreshed. <laughs> yeah, right, like, Jam right. Jam's probably waking up like, we built the sickest shelter. I sleep so good in that. Everybody else yeah. is furious at him, which is why I'm not surprised to see Carson and Sarah trying to mend their differences yep. because there's only four people on that tribe. Mm-hmm. Jam Jam and Carolyn, they're locked in together. Totally. So Carson knows... I'm going to be on the bottom of that three. I got to get somebody else as my pair here. And so I kind of think that Sarah and Carson kind of both need each other right yeah. now. So they'll might be able to smooth things over. Yeah. Right. And I guess no one within that tribe knows, in theory, outside of the person that has it, Carolyn, who has the idol. Right. They, they know, know the bag gone. is open. They know it's open. <laughs> they know somebody's yeah. been in there. Uh, yeah. But Carolyn is not told, Jam Jam even. 
or Carson yeah. or anybody for some we've seen. So there's that part of like, if they have to go to tribal council again here soon, it is like, well, who's got this damn right. thing? So yeah. we got to be concerned about that. Are they going to think it's Carson? Is are they going to think it's Sarah? I don't know. So maybe that's... Uh, or maybe they th- thought it was Helen who walked oh, out yeah, with it. Yeah, hadn't thought about Crossed that. Crossed arms. So that was sort of it from them. Um, <laughs> Crossed arms. Not a lot else. Uh, what else you got, though, from this particular episode? Um, I enjoyed the uh, the mangling of the sword. <laughs> yeah. Probe seemed a little yeah. upset, to yeah. be honest, with Kane uh, yeah, playing Kane around with it. Kane was playing around with the sword. He's a big dungeon, <laughs> dungeon D&D guy. Yep. Uh, you know, great. Shout out to D&D. But you know what? You handle your sword too much. <laughs> It's good. The altered. You're gonna alter the size and shape of it sometimes. Right. You know. So, so you give so it back. So he bent to, it. I he think, bent a it because probes couldn't put it. He couldn't the get shield. it back into the sheath <laughs> or the shield. And then the whole uh, when he's like, "Oh, knight me, Jeff, knight me." I'm like, oh, cringe. I told you that was coming. And then, didn't yeah, I? you I did. That you one. totally did. I said, "You watch every time now." So what happened? I th- I've only watched it once, but what happened is uh, <laughs> Kane. Kneels down, he hands him those sword and says, Knight me, Jeff, knight me. And then uh, <laughs> Jeff is like, uh, okay. Uh, and he takes the sword and he he uh, he taps his shoulder, right? But Kane, being the super nerd that he is, is waiting for the other shoulder to be tapped, right? So he doesn't get up. And so, so Jeff is like... Uh, I don't know. What, are we done with this or what? Like uh, Jeff doesn't know. No, he's a, no idea. The Canadian guy is like he's he knows about knighting people getting knighted, but Jeff, who's American, is just like uh, I, don't, I don't know how this works. So, anyways, that was very cringe. I think that's what happened. Again, I watched it once. I, so I was like, right. oh god, right. just get up, Ken. This is like already too much. It's too much. All I could keep thinking of was. Big old Jonathan from whatever season that was, who always called him Mr. Mr. Jeff. Mr. Jeff. Yeah. But all I kept thinking was Sir Jeff. <laughs> Sir Jeff. Sir Jeff. <laughs> Incredible. We'll Sir get Jeff to more Kane uh, a little bit later when we get to Tremel yeah. and, and uh, break down his uh, you know rendition of O Canada. Mm. But uh, anything else, TK, from your notes? Uh, yeah, I like this episode for Jamie, the plant lady, yeah. uh, the most nature bound of the survivor <laughs> contestants I believe crushed a worm right away yeah yep. and who was it that said if you eat one I'll eat one uh it Lauren was I think Lauren, might have yeah, said that it was Lauren and I think Kane did too then Kane did too and Jamie ate another one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's and like, she I'll, eat the, I'll eat the pr- the pregame one, and then I'll just then I'll just get it on the the entree as well, yeah. which I thought was awesome. Uh, her stock rose with me last night, and then I guess my other takeaway from this is. It kind of got pitched at Tribal Council as Heidi having to make the choice mm-hmm. of whether yeah. she was going to stick with Matt and Franny and save Claire, or if she was going to flip. She gave the live. She's like, oh, yeah, I think we're together. And it was like, uh-oh, you know you're in trouble then. I think she made the right choice, because if she goes with Matt and Franny, you know those two are locked in together. Yeah, yeah totally. So you know you're at the bottom of that three. Maybe you're on even equal footing with Claire but here you're guaranteeing yourself you're ahead of Matt and Franny yeah, so right. smart move by her I thought yep for sure I mean uh, the only thing I would say is I don't know understand why people waffle when they say right before tribal council like hey I can count on your vote right yes of course you can like yeah 
to everybody. Like, wouldn't <laughs> yes, you just right. say that to everybody? Like, if they're getting voted out anyways, like... Yeah, as uh, soon as they don't say yes, that means... Yeah. That means no. Right. Because <laughs> she could have... Uh, I mean, let's say that she played her... Uh, um, Claire played her shot in the dark, and then she was safe. And then you got four unanimous votes for Claire. Then they have to vote, and everybody is... Everybody is uh, is vulnerable. Yeah, I believe so you so. want her to not play that shot in the dark. So you want her to feel safe. Yeah. So you yeah you say, I yeah you're good you're, you're good. good yeah. So you don't think they did that great a job of convincing I, Claire? I mean, she well, like, like I said, she saw through it and was she, like totally took but, a read of the room and like well I right. might as well play my shot. Well, if Heidi's going, mm, I don't know, and Claire's literally crying, saying yeah. your life is in my hand, and she's like. Let me think about it. Let me <laughs> let me weigh my options. It's just there's no reason to do that. I, I mean, I guess maybe she's being honest. I, I suppose, yeah, yeah. which is nice, I, and and she doesn't want to say something that's going to, uh, you know, bite her in the ass if somehow uh, Claire makes it through. Sure. I get that, but yeah. also just lie to her and worry about it later, like uh, <laughs> like Carson read in a book one time. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, there you go. This guy reads a lot of books. Uh, the only other note I have before we take a break and then we'll get to tree mail, um, I did laugh out loud at them geeking out over the Tribal Council voting booth. Right. This yeah, is a yeah. big hit. Yeah. Whoever came up with the production design with the chessboard <laughs> oh, and all of the Dungeons and Dragons yeah. and Gargoyles and all you... They are. They got the right cast. Yeah. They got a lot of geeks that are like, "This is sick." Man. Yeah, like, I think Freddy's mind was blown. You just hit it though. They're geeks. There's a lot. They're just. Yeah, they're yeah. just totally Dungeons and Dragons chess playing geeks. Yeah. Yeah. And it's great. It's yeah. it's awesome. And it looks cool. But again, we saw more of it. And I know it was their first time there, so they wanted those reactions. But like, what's going on with this chessboard? There's, There's something. Nothing. There's, There's gotta nothing be nothing happening with the chessboard. Oh, how Here's has nobody th- picked up a piece yet? They all somebody talk? did. Did they? Uh, somebody picked they one up right I think it might have been Franny. She picked I mean, it up maybe right I away. It. Did she? Somebody picked up something and I was like, Don't, do you <laughs> Is remember, this it? Do you remember where it where do you remember where it went at least? Because there might be a play in here. But the one thing I was thinking was, how do you know whose turn it is? You know what I mean? Like the this theory that a move is to be made. Well, you don't I, know whose turn it is. I'm not okay. Well, I don't think it's gone that I don't think it's that far where it's like you have to put a particular chess move on the board and that activates right. something. Yeah. I think it's more like something up there might be an idol. Like right. Okay. Th- so, there's so many objects up there. Could one of them be? Yeah. I don't know. Something right. like an advantage or something. That's I think just more of that. Well, we did see a shot of that bag, and I'm still not. Well, you okay? Not a hundred percent convinced that that's the shot. The, the shot dark in the dark scroll bag. and all that. Uh, I don't, I don't know. know. It probably is. It probably <laughs> is. But. It's also not some Goonies thing where all we have to do is move Queen to Rook Four or whatever. Is that <laughs> is that a thing? Probably not. Do you think they should have made uh, the Shot in the Dark die um, a twenty sided Dungeons and Dragons mm. um, sort of die oh just for this God. season? One in twenty odds. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That's even yeah. worse. It feels like one in twenty <laughs> yeah. odds, and they do it. Well, they have a four sided die. Like it's, it's a pyramid. It's like a pyramid. Oh, I didn't know this. Yeah. Oh, okay. So why not that? Okay. Right? Okay. Wait, uh, four side? Yeah, four. One, two, three, four, bottom. Oh. And you th- so it's it, the worst one to step on because it's literally a pyramid. It's <laughs> yeah, it's like, a, yeah, 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 right. <laughs> yeah. But they do have a 20-sided. They, well, yeah, 100%. That's the, that's the, yeah. 
the main thing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I do not know a lot, but uh, that's the one thing I know. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, uh, we will talk about Kane singing O Canada and get to a lot of your questions. Don't go anywhere. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. All right, back in the Classic Factory, got a quick correction here from the Live Tribe, Dova. Nerd talk here. The four-sided die is not a pyramid, but a tetrahedron. I have no idea if I'm saying that correctly. A pyramid has five sides. Yeah. Sorry. You got me. (laughs) (laughs) You got him, Dova. Boiled again. Good correction. Okay, let's get to tree mail. Yeah, these are actually emails. (laughs) Well, they're actually tweets, a lot of them. And we appreciate them. Uh, tweet them in at no dunks inc inc on the end you can leave them in the youtube comments uh, you can email them in if you'd like as well no dunks at theathletic.com just put uh, no buffs or survivor in the subject line okay we got some good ones here first one morris blue wants to know did you or jd stand up for kane's rendition of O canada and then i got a lot of people especially through my instagram dm saying did this guy just butcher O Canada? Did he screw up the lyrics? What's going on here? <laughs> so we've already had a good 20-minute debate yeah. here in the Classic Factory before we went live, in between no dunks and no buffs, talking about this. Mm-hmm. And you have a theory that he didn't, you know, accidentally, I guess, screw up the lyrics. And no, what yeah. was? And why don't you explain what you think happened with Kane <laughs> and the O Canada controversy? <laughs> wow. I, okay, first of all, <laughs> did not stand. Did you? I did not yes, stand. Yes, yeah, we don't no, stand for no. that. I got excited. Like yeah, hey, it's pretty cool. <laughs> Even Kane didn't stand. No, they, yeah. exactly. He like, fell backwards. Nobody yeah. stood. Yeah. yeah. And fair enough. I mean, he's the only one, the only Canadian, so mm-hmm. why would anyone else stand? But anyway, he wasn't standing, so I wonder how he came up. Like, <laughs> hey, man, are you from Canada? I mean, why would you reveal you're from Canada? Like, that's a target on your back right away. There's two Canadian winners in the last three seasons. Which right? they know about. They know about. 41 42, you're right. Yeah. Anyways, uh, as far as the his butchering, I mean, I think he purposely changed our home and native land to home and... Uh, on sacred uh, land. Home on sacred land. or Yeah. Yeah. That, what, that one. Yes. <laughs> Uh, in the same way that uh, the woman at All Star, yeah, Julie Black, uh, Julie Black, she uh, tweaked it differently, but yes, uh, home on native land. I like that one better. So to do be I. Honest. So do I. Uh, it's a little more of a, mm, a little. It, it it hits better. You know what I mean? <laughs> I agree. <laughs> so, uh, so I think that was on purpose. Okay. Um, him being completely out of tune, not on purpose. <laughs> But not on, not on accident either, though. Well, <laughs> hey, man, 
his heart was in it. Yeah, so that was, was nice. His heart was in it. He was giving it his all. Um, uh, my my theory is that he sang the entire anthem, but <laughs> they I, edited it for time. Yes, which made it then seem like it even worse. Like that he, he didn't almost know. didn't know it. Yeah, yeah I, I think that's what. But happened the guy's too. from Moose Jaw. He knows. <laughs> he he knows. knows. He knows. It definitely does. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, I have to say that it was kind of cringe for me. Just I don't know. It's a beautiful anthem, though. He was sharing it. It, it with is. The world. It is. But I don't. Uh, as a Canadian, like national pride, I'm. I'm like very. I have a lot of national pride, but I also find it very cringy when Canadians are very. Are very. <laughs> yeah, you're very. Because you're very that's Canadian the most Canadian it. thing you could yeah. be, right? It's just like. <laughs> We're very proud of being Canadian, but let's just tone it down a little bit. Let's not make a spectacle of ourselves. You know well, what I'm saying? Well, this scene, it brought Nora out of the other room. She's really? Like, yeah. Are they actually, singing Oh Canada? Same. Yeah. Same here. Yeah. So it's like, uh, you know, a Canadian hears the anthem. Yeah. And they perk up. Yeah. Like, yeah. See who's singing that. What's yeah. going on? Uh, but only in America. On American soil. Yeah. That's yeah, what yeah. Or if you're not in Canada and you hear the anthem. You're like, what's going on? Is, is there, are you watching a hockey game in there? Like, what is happening? <laughs> I will say it, it was, I guess, almost like it was shocking in a weird way because, correct me if I'm wrong, Marianne, Erica, we didn't, uh, Omar, we didn't get like almost any like Canadian talk from them, right? They didn't, they never once revealed to us, the audience, that any of them were from Canada. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We just knew it because we're, we read their bios. And we knew that Omer and Marianne were within one Go Train stop of each other. Right, so right. we called them the Go Train Alliance. That never caught on for some reason. <laughs> right. But we also don't know that they had an alliance per se. But anyway, My point is, I think a bunch of Canadians that are Survivor fans in watching these previous seasons, yeah. especially after two went on to win the damn thing. Mm-hmm. Come on, right. let's go, Survivor. Yeah, let's fair. get some, you know, Canadiana in here. Yeah, and so uh, that's why they gave us this weird rendition from Kane. Yeah, that's my working theory. <laughs> I guess. I mean, for all we know, all three previous people—well, there's actually been four previous Canadians, right? Uh, the first yeah, time, Tom, Tom the hockey, Tom guy. the hockey guy, old man. Yeah, yep. That guy sang the anthem. <laughs> He sang every morning. He probably woke up, <laughs> saluted as the sun rose. I'm almost sure of it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I think Kane's winning the season. I that was my pick as well. They're telling us why. He's the Dungeons and Dragons master. Oh, yes. Basically, we're playing a giant game of Dungeons and Dragons yep. with this motif, with these dies, yeah, with uh, the swords and the shields and the gargoyles. And and now he's Canadian. He's revealing, I'm Canadian. All we do is win this game when we're out here. Yep. All right, put me down for game. Yep. And all these advantages and stuff, they're basically spells. They're basically <laughs> magic spells that you're given yes. <laughs> by the dungeon master himself, Jeff Probst. All right. Do you have anything to add to the Kane singing O Canada trade? Did you stand up? I doubt it. No. Why would you? No, no, no. Well, you no, lived no, in no. Canada for a oh, Yeah, you years. are basically yeah. Canadian. Yeah. So I've heard Honorary. It. I've heard the song. Yeah. I'm familiar. Yeah. Uh, I don't think he's winning, though. No. No. no I'm, out, so I'm out on Kane as a winner, but okay. he's funny. He's funny. He had a good episode of being yeah. funny. Uh, Sagasaurus Flex. Shout out to Mrs. Saga in Canada. Uh, I thought Carson said he used his 3D printer to print out all the past survivor puzzles. <laughs> Seemed to me that he was a struggling with this one. Do we think nerves got the best of him, or is this puzzle just that hard? Great point here from Mr. Flex. 
We had Matt and Franny on the puzzle for the Green Tribe, Soka. Yeah. Kane and Matthew completing it first for Ratu, and then it was copycat time there with the Green Tribe and with Carson and Jam Jam. Yeah. And Carson, yeah. Did Carson not make this one? Does he not have a, a color 3D printer? <laughs> yeah, Every printing was in white and black. Yeah. That they've showed. You're right. That was You're the right. issue. Should have sprung for the $850 3D printer, I guess. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or maybe just go buy some blocks and paint them. <laughs> yeah. But you don't or... need a 3D printer for that one. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> or they could have just like started stacking their blocks. They were just leaving them on the ground. Not like They were trying to figure mm. it out before doing it. They could have just started doing it and then having to move yeah. things and figure out the strategy of I, it. I agree. They just sat, sat it down there like, okay, we can't put anything up. Until we have all four memorized. Yeah. That was crazy. I thought I thought them running over, too, to look at the one that had been completed, like, I was like, how is that actually going to help you at all? Uh, right. Yeah. Maybe there you was a little bit more of a yeah. pattern that they're seeing, like, well, this block obviously has the two on the, you know, yeah. must have been because it seemed to work. But I was like, what? Desperation. Really? Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. I mean, that's it's the only explanation. And, you know. It's, it's also a look, you know, I can't figure this out. I'm going to run over there, pretend to look at this for a minute <laughs> yeah, and then yeah, run back yeah. and go, uh, I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, it's not, uh, it looked hard. It's a hard puzzle. Yeah, yeah. I'm also, there was a, um, a turntable that Survivor for provided, yep. yeah. but they didn't really utilize it that much, I Only thought. Only on one of them where it looked like Probst is doing the like where he's trying yeah. to see if they got them all <laughs> yeah. the colors. Where it, the was like, it was like right. complicated patterns. Right. It was spinning right. by itself, that right. one. Okay. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, yeah it did look cool. <laughs> yeah. But I'm also wondering, like, you go over, you spy on the completed puzzle. What do you come back and say? That's what I mean. Yeah. Red bottom. That's what ex- Red on the right, green on the left. That's my point. It doesn't it's like, make how any could sense. that help them out? Yeah. Right. You just got to do it. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Unfortunate. They Joke, got it. Though. They beat Matt and Franny, who <laughs> were uh, somehow, like, got off, I guess, pretty easily, despite... Yeah, messing up. Maybe it was very difficult. Maybe it took a long time. We never know with these things, right? Uh, okay, Doug. Dougie G. Dougie again. Yep. Is Survivor getting too cute with the in-game flashbacks? Why not show Matthew finding the idol earlier and then planting the fake for someone to find instead of showing it by way of the flashback there? Uh, like we said, Jamie finds it down by the earthworms, mm-hmm. right by the water well, and then we think, holy crap, she just found this. Amazing. And then, nope, flashback. Matthew did it all. Right. He already found it, and he did the fake one and all that. What do you think? Too cute? No. I would say they're getting better at it. They're getting good at it. Mm-hmm. And it does. It helps, actually, that Matthew pulled off an amazing acting job when she finds it, right? Like, Yeah, he did. I was he had a pretty good reaction. convinced. Like, like, oh. Covers his eyes, and it's like, oh, let me lift up my, my dislocated shoulder to give you a high five. You know? <laughs> like, it was – and I believed it. I was like – I was thinking, wow, they're getting really lazy with hiding these damn things. But then it was just, and then it just flashed back. And I thought it was perfect. And this kind of thing, like telling this kind of story with these many layers as an editor, is difficult. And there are a lot of choices need to be made. But I thought, I thought in this case, they'd made the right choice because I was entertained and I was surprised and shocked, and uh, and it was just fun. It was fun to watch for me. Yeah, I'm not. I wasn't crazy about it. I was. I. I was kind of just left thinking, why? Like, why did they do a flashback? Right. And the only thing I can figure is he must have obviously Brandon played his idol the very first tribal council week one, so he must have found it right after then, 
and it just didn't fit in story-wise when everybody was figuring out the bird cages last week. They probably thought that would have been a little bit too much idols throwing yet another one into the mix. Let's let those breathe on their own. Um, But I think it would have played just the same if we saw Matthew finding it. We're all excited, like, ooh, cool. But maybe they had too much of a story to tell. Right. It seemed like an unnecessary flashback to me, but Mm. it worked okay. I think there's another reason why they did the flashback for Matthew. I don't think they wanted back-to-back... Danny, us uh, seeing him do the whole right, yes. fake the idol, the switcheroo. Right. We know about it. We're like, oh no, man, Matt's going to find the key. He's going to think he has the idol. We just saw all that. And then I was like, they probably just didn't want to do that all yeah, again. Yeah, back to back. And you make a great point, like when did he find it and all that, yeah. where it fits in. But I think they were like, oh, that'll just be the exact same thing. Now we got Matthew doing it. Now he made it, so it's a little different. I get all that. But the same, like, I'm going to point somebody in the direction of this fake idol out there. So I think that's why they maybe were like, eh, we'll just do a little flashback. It was quick and easy, and I didn't mind it for this one. We've talked before about the flashbacks. You know, do we love them? Is it sometimes you're like, as a, as a fan or someone viewing it, you're like, what? That was an important piece that right. I should have known. But in this case, I thought it worked well. So yeah. I'll, I'll disagree, I guess, with Doug on this. The one. most annoying editing choice I for this episode or last episode really was not knowing how the idle parchments were divvied we had assumed that oh i mentioned it before but yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The, the you know the fake idol and then the real idol we didn't realize that they had separate um uh, parchments so right um great music in this episode the old canada the score coming in with uh <laughs> with kane they did a great job trying to keep them keep them in key and in time <laughs> But uh, a new a new cue. I haven't heard this one yet. It was sort of like a Mission Impossible type cue for when Danny is re- taking the the uh, idol back to the cage when he's like and when he's somersaulting yeah, through. Yeah. It was uh, almost techno. I, we haven't <laughs> yeah. heard that yet. Still Survivor, but they've added another. You know, they dusted off last season. They dusted off the metal guitar for Gabler. Now we have a spy type, yeah, yeah. spy type motif for this Dungeons and Dragons themed survival. Ah, it's all over the place. This <laughs> thing, but we love it. Uh, Zachary always sending in great questions. He had like three that we could have picked from, but I went with this one. He wants to know: Do we have more people who appear set up for an embarrassing fall than normal? Matthew and Danny playing very hard early. Mm-hmm. Carson super confident in his intelligence and control of Jam Jam and Carolyn, and then Matt. And Julie, with these uh, fake idols, that's that's five people that he's making a decent case for. Either fake idols because they think they're running things, and Carson, these guys playing very very hard at the beginning. What do you think of uh, Zachary's point here? You agree? Uh. I think he's right that all these people do seem set up for some sort of an embarrassing fall. One of Matthew or Danny will surely flame out. My my personal guess is Matthew. I think Danny's actually playing really smart and mm-hmm. playing kind of exactly how Survivor is anticipating. And also, like, I understand Matthew's point when he played his shot in the dark and not wanting to declare basically where he was voting with. But also, he didn't declare where he was voting with, which now makes it even more up in the air for him and for his tribe, which I think is a bold move. But I also think we have a lot of pre-merge contestants who look like they're 
on top of the world and then fall off once yeah, they get to yeah, the merge. I yeah. just think we kind of forget about them. Like, we had JD and Beef Walton on the same team. Yeah, that's right. Those guys were both <laughs> had embarrassing falls yeah. from yeah. Grace when it happened. We had yeah. Shan dominating the game. People saying it's one of the greatest games ever played. She didn't even make it to Final Tribal Council. Yeah. So it happens all the time. You never want to be in the lead early. Yeah. That's for sure. And I meant Jamie, by the True. way, there. I think I said Julia or Julie. <laughs> it's Jamie. She's, Jamie. She's sort of Julie-like. She reminds me of a Julie. Yeah. Yeah. But it's Jamie. Yeah. <laughs> also, seems like a Jamie. Sure. Plant lady. Let's just call her plant lady. She's having the time of her life out there. Lady. The time of, I think that's why her and Matthew seem to get along. Because just they're just out it. there for camping. Yeah. Just <laughs> camping and having a good time. <laughs> uh, final one, at Survivor Now Pod, a podcast I went on last night. Had a blast. Nice. Um, Jam Jam did his own commentary during the challenge. Should Jam Jam take over for Jeff when he retires? It's on the short list, I'd say. Yeah? That'd be incredible. That <laughs> would be good. But yeah, I convince me not, like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> convince me. Who else? Who else, who else could, could it be? be? I mean, You're assuming right. that it's, a, it's a, a different, a, a, a former contestant. Right. Which I don't know if is such a great idea. No. Probes has never played the game and never will play the game. <laughs> right. Is Ken Jennings, he's the host for Jeopardy, right? <laughs> yes, he is. <laughs> After much uh, consternation, well, they went back he, to he the, shares with uh, with Maya and Bailey. Yeah, mm. they share it still. Yeah. I think they share yeah. it. Well, she's yeah, doing that. So. She covers the celebrity Jeopardy. Oh, okay. So that's like that's the big time. <laughs> well, Probst did, knows yeah, about yeah, rock, rock, rock and roll like Jeopardy. Rock and roll Jeopardy. Jeopardy. That's um, right. Yeah, I did think it was hilarious. What does Jam Jam say? Jam Jam carrying a block all by himself. Funny line. But it's hard to imagine a Survivor hosted by somebody that's not Jeff. I mean, right. obviously they happen all around the world yeah. for the other ones, but I can't imagine American Survivor with anybody else. Yeah. I, I, I guess Rob Sesterino would be the guy, probably. I, yeah. Yeah. What about Boston Rob? <laughs> no, see, I don't Sesternino's want... a better host to yeah, be yeah. than yeah, Boston totally. Rob would be. I'm not, I'm not saying that Sesternino would do a bad job. I think he would be great. I just think it would be weird to have somebody who has played the game yeah. before. Yeah, yeah. It'll be weird anybody doing it. It can't be anybody. Put me in down. fact, hold on. Artificial intelligence, you know. Oh, like, wait, wait, it's going to be a hologram, Take Jeff. everything Jeff's ever said, <laughs> put it into the, uh, you know, chat GPT or whatever yep. the heck it's called. and yep. Ahmad Rashad it. Pump out a, exactly, Throw pump, a out, a, pump out a on fake it. AI Jeff Probst mm. forever. They added the gargoyle thing. Oh, yeah. Is it now part of it? Yeah. So that's always that Survivor. You walk in here, that gargoyle, that's Survivor. <laughs> what? First time I ever had a gargoyle. <laughs> For 50, they should have a mashup of every single motif that they've ever done. Whoa. <laughs> like everything. Survivor Africa, Survivor China, token chains. Yeah, yeah. Just where, where, everywhere. Every blood and blood versus water. Everything is in 50. No collar. So it's called like, no collar. Yeah. So it's called like Survivor Fifty. No collar versus blood versus brawn versus yeah. uh, favorites versus millennials. We just have yeah. 20, tr- 20 tribes of one. Yeah. <laughs> one millennial. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> one blood. One, one guy. One water. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, we'll figure that out. Yeah. One Bruce, of course. Yeah. Now put me down for uh, my Bialik. For the host yeah. of Survivor? She, I should okay. kill it. She would kill it. I'm okay. telling you. Let's take our final break. 
And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Wouldn't you love to travel without the actual, you know, traveling part? For example, I want to go to Lisbon, let's say. I just snap my fingers, I'm there. No driving to the airport, no flight delays, no fools at security who still don't know that, yes, you need to take your laptop out of your bag and place it in the tray. Oh my God, how long have we been doing this? Travel without traveling. I want it both ways, but that's not possible. It is with Mack Weldon, though. Guys tend to think looking sharp means starchy Oxfords and stiff chinos rather than effortless comfort. But this is possible to have it both ways. Mack Weldon makes timeless apparel with modern performance fabrics for guys who want to look and feel sharp without sacrificing comfort. From their light-as-air underwear to innovative anti-odor tees and versatile yet comfortable pants, Mack Weldon has a full range of clothes that never go out of style. I've got it all. I got the air knit underwear. I got the Ace Collection sweatpants. I've got the Silver Peak polo. Everything fits perfectly. All I get is compliments. Mack Weldon has figured this stuff out. Because performance fabric usually means clothes that look or feel sort of techy or shiny. Mack Weldon clothes are designed to fit your style and the demands of a busy life. They look like regular clothes, which is good. I want regular clothes, but feel like the latest in modern comfort. They're the go-to choice for guys who want to look great without even trying. Get timeless looks with modern comfort from Mack Weldon. Go to MacWeldon.com and get 20% off your first order with the promo code NODUNKS. That's M-A-C-K-W-E-L-D-O-N.com, promo code NODUNKS. Okay, right into uh, the Let's No Bus Fantasy it. Survivor Pool. Last week, I mentioned that in our Make Your Picks No Buffs Fantasy Survivor Pool, that we use gems now instead of tokens. Mm. Not true. <laughs> well, well, sort well, of true. Yeah. Fire tokens are still used to get advantages, okay? That is still similar. Swaps are the only advantage that costs gems, because they are the most powerful advantage. All right? You're right. So follow me here. Last year, the team at Make Your Picks, they noticed that everyone basically hoarded all of their tokens for like the first six weeks. Guilty as charged. In order to buy a swap, because that is pretty powerful. Mm-hmm. Yep. So they wanted to make the game more interactive from the beginning. So now swaps, those cost gems, like I said, freeing up your tokens for all the fun things, like double your points, extra votes, um, you know, things of that nature. So there's lots of things you can still do with those tokens. You still get them sometimes through silly things like somebody on your team crying, for example. Mm. So you want that. But everyone has, when we started this thing, the ability to do one free swap. I've already used my swap. Me too. Carol, get out of here. You ain't going to play? Get out of my try. Carol? I mean... Claire. Claire, holy crap. I'm having a day. <laughs> Julie, Julia, Claire, Carol. We've said more about Carol this episode than she said in three episodes. You're so right. Don't worry about it. You're right. We mean Claire. 
Did we? <laughs> is that her name? Well, there is a Carolyn. Yeah, Carolyn. <laughs> but never heard her called Carol. Uh, anyway, so if you have a contestant on your team who has uh, already been voted out, you can play that free swap uh, like I did, and you can well, get a new free. contestant. It is free, JD. You get one free swap. It, it cost me 10 It cost you gems. 10 gems. But I believe I you're given you those. You're given some gems early. Yeah, you're yeah, given yeah. 50 gems. You got a free swap, baby. Chris, you... Because I had 27 points and now I have 17 points. So is that my gems? No. So it's free. It's free. Okay. But if you want to do like a second swap with your team, then you got to get more gems. And you can do that by completing challenges, uh, okay, right? Okay, okay, okay. I, you can gotcha, gotcha. do that by like filling out a quick survey. You can do that by like giving the app like five-star rating and review oh. in the uh, app store and stuff like that. Done Things of that done. nature. So this is what's going on. Okay. I just wanted to make it clear. I steered you wrong last week. We so got gems. We got tokens. And those are for swaps. And then we got tokens. That's for like you're doubling up your points and stuff like that. Lots the fun stuff. The fun Extra stuff. votes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what else can you get? Double vote points. Yeah, that's new. That's new. So use them. What I'm getting at here is the people atop the leaderboard, they're using this stuff. Yeah. You don't need to like sit on it until week 10, you know? I mean, you can if you want. Go nuts. But uh, I think you're encouraged to use them. You're going to help your points. Yeah. It's the only way you can win this game is play the advantages, right. I think. Right, right, right. Um, I was going to go into the whole thing. Like, if you use your swap, you do incur, like, a points penalty, which mm-hmm. I like because it's like you can use this, but you're going to then get minus points overall, and that, like, increases the more swaps you do. Right. But then again, like, I just lost Claire. I'd be silly not to swap her yeah. out because we have the whole season left. So I took a bit of a ding. I, I took a bit of a deficit, right, because she yeah. didn't give me many points. Yeah. Like Trey said, you didn't do much of anything. But that's okay because I'm going to hopefully get it back with uh, – Kane on my team. <laughs> I've got Kane too. I put him on the squad. Uh, so anyway, that's where we're at. How how you looking, TK? You said you're. Uh... I, I lost uh, Claire as well. Okay. Yesterday, but oh, we all had Claire. We all had Claire. Wow. Yeah, Skeets picked it. Picked her as his winner, so I thought she was going to do good. So I know, I man. I, I I really think there's a good Survivor player in there. I just wish she would play Survivor, <laughs> the actual challenge part. I think she's really good at all the other stuff, but turns out that yeah. is a bit of a key component of this. Yeah. Which I don't think we'll see ever again. Claire's gone. I think Claire has made a perfect she example. Is, she gone. Of, yeah, you got you to gotta just compete yeah. in one of them. You got to yeah. do something. Yeah. You got to give us something on TV. Because that's why I saw some people saying, does production need to step in and go, hey, you, you got, we got to go back to the old rules sort of of like, you can't sit out two challenges in a row. Mm-hmm. They don't need to do that. No, I don't think so. Just see this just episode and see what happens. And like, <laughs> totally. Just it's the Claire non non rule. It's the unspoken Claire rule. That's right. That's right. You don't want to get Claired. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If you sit out, if you sit out two in a row, you're going to get called a Claire already. <laughs> That's a, whatever. Especially you, three. Yeah. yeah. You want to sit out again? Whatever you say, Claire. <laughs> All right, I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> Whatever you say, Claire. <laughs> Jeff oh. that. That'll be the most savage bird in Jeff's career. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I want to. In her defense, I keep looking at it like she's like, well, every time I sit, we keep winning, which means we're not yeah. going to tribal council. Like, maybe she's just a very superstitious type of person. Yeah, like, that could be. Hey, it's working. Right. I mean, all right, I'll just sit out again. You guys are cool with it? Yeah, all right, cool. But. Doesn't that then work? once they lost, yeah. it was like Claire. It's all your <laughs> exactly. fault. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. It sucks. It I sucks. didn't do anything. Exactly. exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That was an interesting point about just competing in the challenges alone. It does bond you. 
with the people out yes. there. Like, you just sort of went through hell. Yeah. Like, these are not easy challenges. Yeah. Like, you're pushing giant things. You're getting muddy. You're digging and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You're doing puzzles. You know, there's that camaraderie part yeah. of, like, I'm on the team, and we gave it our go, and even if we lost, like, oh, we were all in it. And then you come back and, like... There's a great shot of Claire, Claire and, just the, like and it just completely clean. unscathed. Yeah. Just, uh, you know, filing, you know, filing your nails or whatever, like... Mm-hmm. Can't wait for the next challenge when I can just take a break and sit in the sun. Well, Nora made a good point last night. She's like, you know, I was talking about like, yeah, she didn't compete. So she got like voted out. And Nora's like, well, yeah, but like she did tell them. Didn't she say she was like Captain Lazy at one point? Yeah, she did say she was yeah. chief laziness czar. <laughs> so she's like, she stayed true to that. She's like, uh, I don't want to waste my energy doing anything. Uh, anyway, uh, any final thoughts, guys? On uh, on the make your picks. Oh yeah, how you're doing? Yeah, you were about to say yeah, something. Where are you? I don't know. Uh, I'm not good. I'm not doing good or anything like that. I'm ranked number 905. Oh wow, we got oh. like 1,500 people in this. So you're yeah, I've you're got down there. I've got so unfortunately I. boring people. I think. What's your team? Heidi, Sarah, Lauren, and Carson right now. So they're not doing anything exciting. If you got Matthew on your team, you're probably winning. He's got 54 points Holy. on his own. Wow. He's 54? doing a lot out there. 54 he has? Holy. Yeah. Thing. I've got 54 points total. Yeah. yeah the yeah. problem is Who's I, going did, home next I didn't start my team until 10 minutes before <laughs> this episode. Yeah, you're going to be. I'm ranked so low that the, my rank is running into my score. <laughs> <laughs> so it looks, oh, it like, looks like, like we have 140,000 people <laughs> yeah. in this thing. I'm 140, 144,517. No, I'm. Uh, I'm Basically at the bottom. Yeah. Four, 1445 is my rank. But well, you got to start playing these fire tokens. Oh, I'm spending the tokens like, <laughs> like I'm going business. home next week, basically. Well, who is going home next week? Let's talk oh. it out. Let's do the impossible. <laughs> Try oh. and figure out that 30 second edit. Very, very dramatic, I thought. A little more dramatic than normal. Like, yeah. we've got a game changer coming. Do you think yeah. there is? Do you think there's a tribe swap? Is that what the kids are saying? I, I I don't have any children, uh, so I don't know. I can't speak to that. I don't know what your kids are saying. And my kids are not saying anything. But I'm I'm talking about Rob and the Tysons out there. Are oh they, no, are they speculating? No, a, a somebody swap? wrote us and said, "Is a tribe swap coming?" Okay, there's been a lot of talk about over this new generation of Survivor, the new era. A lot of women are being the first one to go from their tribe. It's mm-hmm. something like ten out of twelve. Yep. Over the last couple of seasons, mm-hmm. has been a woman. That has gone first. Okay. And this idea of like, do we need to get rid of the smaller tribes? Or do we need to get to go back to like swapping things up, which is what they used to do a lot more and haven't for the last little while. Hmm. Um, I don't know if you have any thoughts on on that. Yeah, I was hearing the same discussion. I think it's definitely true that with tribes of six and even some of these tribes like Bruce went home so early that they basically became a tribe of five. You look at the challenges they're doing where they have, like, gigantic boxes yeah. they have to move around. So you understand the pitch from the tribes that are saying, we got to keep our tribe strong. we got to be focusing on tribe strength here. That's why we want to keep all the huge dudes. It puts smaller women at a disadvantage. Yeah. There's no doubt totally. about it. So if they were to introduce in episode four a tribe swap, maybe that kind of negates that a little bit going forward in the game for further seasons on down the line. Yeah. I guess another option would be to... Hey, change these challenges. Yeah, make them not so Don't make physically them so demanding. so physically demanding, yeah. I mean, that, I think that's the answer here, right? I mean, you're easily a target. I mean, Helen got sent home because she crossed her arms, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Maddie, 
Maddie, you could argue she played too hard or whatever. And, uh, and you know, Claire didn't do anything, yeah. <laughs> you know, but uh, but that's the thing. Like, uh, that that's to your point. Danny is saying, we need a strong team and this woman doesn't do anything. I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. I think they're the, the, the initial, uh, the initial challenges are just too demanding, uh, physically. I mean, it sounds sexist to say that, but it, uh, when you're out there and you're faced with doing it and you're looking at, okay, who's the weakest person on our team? Well, it's the woman who just sat out or, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. uh, you're just looking at literally the size and pounds of the, of your teammates going, well, we got to win the next one, and we don't know what it's going to be, but we know it's early in the game of Survivor, so we're probably going to have to lift, like, hundreds of pounds of yeah. stuff. Even if everything ends in a puzzle still yeah, to exactly. try and be I'm, the great equalizer, there, yeah. you're right. There's a lot of gigantic objects to push around. Yes, yes. <laughs> or at least there has been over the last couple seasons yes. for a lot of these early challenges. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, unfortunately, it puts women at a disadvantage, which is, I think, why we're seeing mm-hmm. women get... Uh, voted out early. So, potentially change challenges, potentially go to bigger tribes and get away from the sixes, though we seem to be fans of them, you can't hide easily. Yeah. But, uh, and the other option is tribe swaps, like, keep everybody on their toes, and it's like, oh, suddenly this could be changing just like that. Right. We'll see what happens next week. Oh, yeah, who's yeah. going home? What did, what did we see? We seem to see somebody put two two sticks in the birdcage that created an mm. X. Did you see that? I did not see who that. Sent, who, that. Who sent this signal? That's what it looked like. Tell who me if I'm wrong here in the live signal? tribe. It looks like somebody put two sticks, like weave them in between the birdcage sort of like uh, oh, okay. bars, and it looks like an X. What are they saying there? What's Danny doing now? This is like creepy. I know like, it is creepy. Blair Witch type stuff. <laughs> I'm pretty I sure. I don't think I like it. Uh, who's going home? Um... Uh, let me see here. <laughs> it's impossible. We definitely had a lot of, uh, it looked like arrivals at the beach as well. Like mm. somebody pulling up on a, a boat, a boat of there some, was a boat. So, some okay, reason. we could have yeah. another Shipwheel Island journey. Mm-hmm. Sure. It could yeah, be yeah, something yeah. like that. We haven't had that in a couple episodes. Uh, or it could be some sort of swap, I guess, is in play, though unlikely because we haven't had any of the last couple of years. Um, yeah. Or something brand new. All right, so Soka Tribe, Green, who's on the bottom? Matt and Franny? Matt. I've got Matt Matt as the one. I'm still in. It's so early now that I still want to pick one from each tribe to go home. So I'm I'm in on Matt on that one. Ratu, the Orange Tribe. That's a tough one. Yeah, I don't know. Is Is it Kane? Is it oddly Jamie? Because maybe Matthew really doesn't want to work with her for whatever reason, Uh, even though they are... uh, Plant Daddy and Plant Lady. Yeah. Um, I don't feel like it's Lauren. She has an extra vote. Right. To come into play. Yeah, I, I, I guess it's Kane or Jamie, I think. Yeah. I don't know who, though. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm the same. I, my vote right now is on Jamie, only because I can foresee something where she tries to play her idol and it ends up being a fake idol. Like, uh-oh. I right. just got just got got. So that's, that's that one. But yeah, I agree on that one. That tribe seems very unsettled right now, the yeah. Orange Tribe. And then Purple, Tika... You got Carson, Sarah, Jam Jam, and Carolyn. Carolyn obviously has her idol still and the fake idol hidden. Sarah's got the inheritance advantage. Right. Right. Um, so my vote's Carson on Carson right now. Carson. Yeah, Carson. Carson. Mm-hmm. Really? Why not? Well, because I'll tell you why. I think Carolyn is like, this is my guy. I think she is loyal. Could be to a fault. 
This is what my gut to said. Carson. Yeah, Carson. Carson ultimately selected her and, and Jam Jam. She is the in voting aunt, out Helen. The Aunt May to his Peter Parker. That's a great point. That's what I feel. Wow. Um, but Survivor Now podcast again had a blast on last night. Seek out that podcast. Check it out. Carolyn said that she put the X in there in the preview. Oh, this little wooden X. Hmm. Carolyn. Wow. Diabolical. Do not go in there. This is tough. This is tough. What's going on with Carolyn's feet? She had different shoes on. I know, but there was socks the day, the the week before. She had one sock on. She had socks in her hands like eight times. Go back and watch it. There's something happening with this woman's feet. And then there's, she's got two different shoes on. Why? What's happening? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not making it up. That must have been. Hold on, did she was was she wearing two different shoes then at tribal council when Helen went home? Because Maybe. that was after that was that night, unless she changed when she got back. <laughs> Maybe she's, Maybe she's got an injury that we have, we don't know about. She's like, oh, I'm gonna put on my bigger shoe or something. <laughs> like a toe <laughs> injury. Got a flip flop on one shoe. foot and the. I don't know. I'm just saying. <laughs> watch out for Carolyn's feet and the upcoming exit. <laughs> There's something happening there. Okay, okay. You tell us, guys, who's going home next week. As you can see, we need all the help and direction we can get yeah. because it is very difficult to try and uh, just throw that dart at the dartboard and hit the right <laughs> name. You don't even know who's going to lose. Yeah. You don't even know if they're going to be in the same tribes. And that's what makes it exciting. Um, thanks for joining us, though. We really appreciate it. Leave your boys a five-star rating and review. Oh, big news. Let's drop this ball. Yeah, drop it. Why not, man? Next week, Why not? here in the Classic Factory, from Survivor 43, one of our favorites, Owen Knight. Wow. Owen himself Yay. is going to be sitting right there, right JD. Yep. I'm going to be sitting right, right there. Right over there. And Eshwell will be maybe here, but he'll be very happy not to be here. <laughs> you sitting right there? Time. I'm sitting right here. I'll sit right here. Okay. okay. But right there. Right here. Owen, Owen. from Survivor 43. So that's going to be very exciting. Talking about uh, hopefully a banger of an episode and getting all his thoughts on this season of Survivor 44. So, yes, everybody favorite curmudgeon. Is that <laughs> what Sarah right. said? Fair enough. He will be here. It's probably a little late to ask this. I know we only got a week. But do you think we can construct some sort of water tank so he has to do the entire episode <laughs> with just his lips sticking out? Yeah, we could do that. Well, could okay. Do that. <laughs> okay. Okay, we got a week to figure we it will, out. Uh, we will right. craft something here <laughs> and uh, put him to the test there. Okay, guys, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, hit that like, uh, like button. Make sure you subscribe to No Buffs and leave us a five-star rating and review. Until next week, the tribe has spoken. <laughs>